0: with an R. Yeah, that's, yeah. Nice. Is it working? Can you see on there? Yeah, it's recording. yeah. It's recording in progress. Well, are you,
1: wait, you're not going to have it like facing towards us so we can try to catch some of all of this.
0: Uh, with me and my boxers. There we go. Hey, boys. All right. Let's do a little schwitzing.
2: Yes. Let's do a little schwitzing. Okay. Not that warming.
0: Uh, yeah. We had the fucking door open.
2: What's
0: the, the door open? idiot.
2: No yeah, it oh,
0: can, can you at least also, try also it is pretty warm man. There we go. So a little, a nice little spitz cast. Little spitz
2: cast. So what are we doing? We these what are we doing?
1: Shitters? Yeah, so we're little um, you fancy spitzers out the there.
2: Doctors, coming yeah.
1: at you with
0: the That's you cool. motherfucking yes. turkey card. <laughs> First ever.
1: Well, hello, gentlemen. Can you, can you, can, a little, a little of the you know, all right, Will we flip the pages? Thank you. Hello, gentlemen, you fancy spitzers. Welcome to what we're calling, and I believe this is about to take the industry by storm, yes. Sitzcasting. It's a Sitzcast. It's, it's a spitzgaster. A Sitzcast. A really You are asking yourself, out. you may be asking yourself, what is a Spitzkast? Spitzkast. You gotta really nail the Spitzkast. I thought it's a a cast. Yeah. All right, right. Gentlemen, do you quick, want to Do you want to describe quick. for the audience what a cast well, is? Well, There's
2: a, there's one gentleman in here who's sculpted like a fucking Greek god. And he just looks wonderful. Thank you. And there's a
0: couple of flabby motherfuckers seeing <laughs> just left and right. And... I don't uh, really say... they are talking really fantasy, fantasy right. football. It's a little weird. I mean, I guess it's kind of a triangle, so I can... <laughs> kind of trying See, we myself. You need a verticalized <laughs> triangle. All right, so a Spitzcast for those unaware, is where we get
1: into a sauna and we podcast. And we podcast. <laughs> it makes sense once you once you <laughs> <he> get <laughs> your mind wrapped around it. You <laughs> describe it. Wouldn't you rather be in a
2: sauna right now? You're I in think. your car right now. You're in Ohio, right? You're or loyal listeners across the, the, the country. Ohio Wouldn't country. you rather
1: be?
0: In this Doing a little shivitz. We'll shivitz.
1: This. We're a solid three minutes into this,
0: and I can say that it is getting warmer. <laughs> <It> is <laughs> working up a little sweat it's here. <laughs> I think <laughs>
1: right. So we say going to get on yeah. to our agenda for today. Yeah. Well, For those of you that don't know, we went on to we had cut day on the 20th, and tomorrow is where we will have our rookie draft. Restricted draft and unrestricted draft. Now the rookie draft is uh, pretty clear. It's where we draft rookies that were wow. drafted by the NFL this year.
0: The restricted... This guy, he's good at explaining.
1: The restricted free agency is a little strange. It is something that is probably a to our league. A it, uh, No, it's uh, not. No, it, no, we're not going to correct you. There, you're going
2: to live the, with that. Just going to live
1: in. No, see, that. I'm the editor, so right. I can just do this. Unfortunately, I'm going to forget, it, but it doesn't matter. So are one sh- cut in the schvitz. Restricted free agency is when a team holds a player for three years, and then... <laughs> it is worn. It is worn. <laughs> <It is warm. laughs>
0: <laughs> three
1: years... The they get to, to the out. end of their contract, and then they go up for bid, but the team that originally owned them, whenever the auction ends, has the right to retain them, keeping them for an additional four years on a non-escalating deal. And then unrestricted free agency is obviously pretty clear. So, For those
2: of you who really don't know, we are the Mid-Atlantic Premier Fantasy Football League. We That's the thing that building. we're talking about. Are
1: you fucking explaining to our audience what the yeah.
2: most I,
1: popular I league yeah. in the
2: industry that again? we were explaining shit. And I thought, what? Well, why not start with the benches? Next you're going to
0: caveat. bill the don't crowd. know that seven of the eight winners are sitting in this sauna right now. Wow. They do they, that. They know that. They,
2: they know, that. know that. They, they, know know.
0: they hear my voice. They know at least half. They really and made a strong argument that. for waiting for Justin because then we would have had all
2: oh. of that's good. Schmitz too
0: will have every champion, and all yeah. of you other losers. Let's let's get into it. what do we have? We've written we down a rundown, an agenda this year. That, that Byron <laughs>
2: rudely interrupted me, turning my pages to get to. We're going to start with a little Schwitz cast. I like saying it, right? It's a little <laughs> Schmitz. Uh, it's a yeah. We're going to take a quick Schmitz over into you the trades. That We're going to talk about. For I think you can use shims however you want, mm. any way you want. We're gonna talk about some trades. We're gonna talk about some cuts. We're gonna talk about a janitor. That's what's on the podcast today: trades, cuts, and a fucking janitor.
1: That's in the no. A janitor that was in the fucking in the know. know. Yeah. All right. So it all revolves around
2: the Ryan me, brothers. This I know, but it heart. all revolves around the Ryan brothers. All of it. Well, every little piece of this. You a Ryan, jump
0: brother.
1: ahead. He's All right, thick.
0: so let's talk about the trades. Decrease for... the separation from Ryan, Brothers. My God, like, let's get it, right he, into he, it. It's getting into I Drew's know. brain, and he's losing it right yeah. now. He's one in. in. We're not going through every trade, boys. Let's and and gals. We're talking about only the most important in our in our league, and I think it's fitting we start with. We had the first ever, hopefully first of many, but the first ever three-way trade in our league's history. I'm sorry. Um between the cartographers, obviously, between Peyton's making nachos and the Scrubs. Um I'm gonna break this down off memory. So the Scrubs received Kenneth Walker the second in his uh two years left on his rookie deal. Um the cartographers and one oh nine and and pick 109 in this year's draft. That's important. Uh, cartographers received two 2025 first-round picks uh, from the Which scrubs, to talk scrubs and the Payton's Making Nachos. And Payton's Making Nachos, and then Payton's Making Nachos received two late second-round picks and the rights to pick 105 uh, in this year's draft. And boys, I'll I'll lead it off. I saw. I'll be honest. I saw. That uh, cartographers received two firsts for Kenneth Walker. And my immediate thought was, this guy took them to the cleaners. He won this trade. And then I went through, and I was like, shit. Tim moved up to pick five and pick two other picks. Maybe Tim took them to the cleaners. And then I said, shit. Scrubs got Kenneth Walker and still a first-come pick? So I'm going to say, not only was this the first three-way trade... I'm throwing even. out three A's because Solid. I think they every is... I think every team has a benefit here I think every team won in their own way this is what Dynasty is about I have a rant to go on after this
2: okay but it's not yet it's not it's not time for the rant yet yeah you got confused no, there were three because teams. that's a hundred percent right a hundred percent right this trade couldn't have been more even I think this might be in terms of blockbuster trades that have ever happened in this league the most even trade we've ever seen like it's remarkable and it should be a blueprint and I don't it's not for lack of trying trust me Scott Byron me you probably probably a number of other people in the league have been trying to coordinate like hmm, I want to try to get a 3 three-team trade last year at the trade deadline I talked to a lot of people about trying to get a three-team trade going. couldn't do it haven't been able to find it leave it to Byron I know it's Byron yeah. Byron's the mastermind behind this and and can I ask you Can I ask I do a have inside right side
0: question? Do because right Byron's here before you do that. Um, I love Tim, but Tim being part of this, how long from initial negotiation to trigger was this trade? How long did it take time-wise? So and I'm not saying Tim was the, the holdup. Oh. It might have been Scott, uh, but no. how long did it take? Because I know Tim dots every I mm. and he crosses every fucking T.
1: I will say that this was one of the most agonizing uh, trades I ever had to go through, <laughs> because there was lots of waffling, there was concerns. Uh, it was born out of a nine-hour trade or uh, nine-hour drive back from New Hampshire, and really? I, had, I bet on those. I <laughs>
0: that is
2: amazing. Oh, poor Carla!
0: I was well. She, well, she called Tim about something, like, so, and then Byron jumped. So, oh, I have to listen to this. <laughs> I was, was like, just do the trade, Tim. Let's go. Byron. Give him what he wants. I was
1: very caffeinated and started trading the whole league and was just got obsessed with trades. I think I sent out some offer to almost every single team just to see like what was going on. Uh, and I was like, just trying to figure out how I could get to first for Walker. And the reality was you could not. Walker was not worth two firsts from one team, but like you, just
0: maximizes value exactly. Yeah. And so
1: it just worked out. Um, I had to convince him that oh, it was fair. He was a little shell shocked, I think, from the Cooper Cup trade and the reaction that some of us had, yeah. especially yeah. that one guy. If you remember we'll on the last podcast, yeah. uh, but, but we'll you introduced him that. to
0: that site, and we'll talk about that. You showed him it was fair, and mm-hmm. and look, I'll I'll say, and I know Drew has a rant, but. The jump between pick nine to pick five in this year's draft, I think, is is huge. Um, and I know for those listening, you know, yes, he got too late first, but that jump is very significant. I think Byron getting two first, um, obviously, mm-hmm. we'll park a little more, but moving on from, from 2023, his eyes are 2025, and yeah, we gotta. We gotta pass some rule. Like, can't have more than two two first round picks. Like, we'll we'll get that. We'll we'll find a way to screw them over. Um, him. Here and, and then the props.
2: This is a good segue. So okay. I'm gonna have to come go ahead, ahead, ahead here because I have a ladies and gentlemen of your pop, like of the mid Atlantic and This is if you're listening and you're not in this league. Pardon my French. And if you are in this league, last was it a week ago. It's about a week ago. That I sent out a little trade, right? And made a little trade announcement. That's I, not on the agenda. We're not I know, going this, is, to this, is still, this is this is still This is about the trade that happened. And I put a little caveat in the trade, and it was a joke. It was like, this 2025 first may not go to Byron. Because I want everybody in the league, now that Byron got two 2025 firsts in this league, it's like a hundred So this joke needs to hurt. The, go to Byron's fucking page and look at his 2025 first. And look how many 2025 firsts it's been, and fear, fear 2026, because we're all screwed. A dynasty is coming, and if we don't do something about it, I know we need to talk about other shit, but we need to be fearful. Byron wants to talk about that shit, because he doesn't want me to say that...
1: I'll be honest, the reason I want you to stop is because it's 60 c- degrees Celsius right now. No one <laughs> knows what that means.
0: <laughs> it's like
1: 130 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. That's
0: my rant. Yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know Celsius, it's really fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it is. Um
1: Next Pirate,
0: your first, year, a I'm a your on first year in the league, um, were three wide receivers, right? Very highly rated. John, John Ross. Just say those three names, please. John Ross, Mike Williams. Corey Davis. And he traded away Mike Williams. So I'm not as worried as you, Drew. He's got six picks. He'll find a way to fuck it up for the rest of us. What's, pick, what's trade two we want to talk about? We're know.
2: not going to talk about one trade. We're going to talk about the value of RFA rights. I think that is really, if we're going to look back at the storyline of this offseason, I think the storyline of this offseason is the change in value of RFA rights. What changed this year? And it started with Byron trading Justin Jefferson for first. No, Cooper Cup. And then we went to Cooper Cup. I was you know, going to think it-, it was Cooper Cup. Got traded for our first. There was one trade then, before Cooper Cup. I did, yep. Someone, someone. There was it was a Kelsey trade, but that was not an RFA. Right, so you're right. Um, you're right. That was a, in my head. There was something that kicked off. <laughs> uh, it's sixty
1: degrees Celsius. We're taking it all
0: the way. the reason that casting is yeah. popular. Is what I This IPA is hitting a little <laughs> harder than it would be in some. Sorry, <laughs> I knew
2: that there was a trade that kicked off the trades. You're right. Order reversed. Well it even was the Cooper Cup. That, there... <laughs> but there's the Cooper Cup. There was Justin Jefferson. RFA Rice. Skyrocketed this year.
0: Yeah.
2: They are different. In the past, you saw RFA Rice go for second round picks.
0: Yeah, I think as a whole, um I think we've come to the point where obviously if, if you're keeping a player for three years to meet RFA, they're good, right? Um, And so just the value of those players, um, we've seen the league be a little more, um, I don't know what the white word is, but a little more lax with trading first round picks, with trading second round picks. Um, I think some genius uh, had the idea of adding comp picks um, last year in the draft for RFAs, and I think that boosts RFA values, it increases trading, uh, and there's more picks in this year's draft, so Yes, I'm taking a bow right now for those who can't see us. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's all helped. And I'm very excited. We had a lot of trades. Let's That's awesome. Talk about
2: some of them. The Cooper Cup trade was lambasted
0: on this podcast
2: as an overpay, overvalue, yada, yada. I'm looking at your in sheet, we're not
0: rehashing. In, we're
2: talking <laughs> about the RFA rights and their values. That's exactly what we're talking about. Um, was that trade? still an overpay or did it kind of set the
1: market that, um i a little bit of a little will, bit will see, see you guys have answered the question i'd like to do it if the person who's general traded the most rfa hits this season i personally feel like it is still an overpay and i think actually rfas in general shouldn't be as valued as highly as they are i think what we're seeing is the fact that we've had five years of two teams winning the championship and people are wanting to get superstars now i will say this is the year where it makes more sense because if you, if you do redraft you really want as many of the top 15 players as you possibly can get sure sure and so i actually <laughs> can understand it a little bit more like it just feels like we're in like this big, the, there's going to be a new crop of stars coming up into the league but uh i think it's still an overpay to be honest with you i think you're you you are mortgaging a lot away but then again that's the reason why i've gotten Trades off is because I value them differently than other people do. So uh, we will see.
0: Yeah, I think we saw we saw Byron get a first, and actually multiple firsts for RFA players. We saw Drew get a first for RFA players, and then we saw everyone's favorite Dave get a one-year rental on a wide receiver for two stud RFA's. So I mean, that's probably the guy you want to trade with, but it also means that you don't have to give up a first necessarily. For an
1: RFA, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I mean, leave it to Dave to capitalize on value. Best trader in the league by far, but I think we've, I think we've
0: cut mm-hmm. our. But one of
2: those trades was Justin Jefferson. Remember, right? one of the RFA rates that we talked about was Justin Jefferson. He was. I think there was two saga this year of players that you know pulled the Brandon Cooks of our own league, right? They just keep going about and taking their bags and packing them. Yeah. Josh Jacobs and Justin Jefferson became trade chips. We're talking about RB two last year. We're talking about wide
1: receiver one last year, and they couldn't find a team. What happened, Byron? Well, uh, I find it very interesting that you know what? I'll be honest with you. Drew. I wasn't listening. I assume we're talking about the Josh Jacobs trade right now.
2: Josh Jacobs and Josh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. And their parents. <laughs> All right. So, it's hot. I think it, it is. One, it is warm. <laughs> I think that the Josh Jacobs trade is one of the most interesting. So, for people not Prince. in our league, Josh Jacobs got traded initially about, what, 15 days ago for two RFAs, uh, Rashad Bateman. One RFA, uh,
0: Rashad and, Bateman is on the third year of his
1: deal. Oh, my apologies. I thought he was, a, I thought it was a, So we have Rashad Bateman on third year of his deal and then A.J. Dillon's RFA rights. Yep. And it seemed like he sold a little bit too early on that at the time, but there was a lot. I will say the value for Josh Jacobs was that it's nadir. And there were so many situations where, like, we just kept hurting, hearing negative news coming out of Josh Jacobs. And then literally Tyler traded him, and the news started to trend upwards. And a week later, Tim Ryan traded for Josh Jacobs, who's on a $46 deal. In other words, a very cheap deal for our league. For an RB two, massive. For TV. an RB, yeah, for its RB one slash two, yeah. and he got he traded a first and it's a second, thirty dollars off. And you're talking about a value of essentially jump change turning into real value. Yeah. Uh, and again, once Dave is a master of trading, so it's not surprising he was able to capitalize on the value of Josh Jacobs. And Dave I now asked,
2: was I mean, he made a lot of moves. And I think really this yeah. gives us a chance to talk about your offseason trading. for the last two years, right? you do an off-season strategy where it really is you get trade chips like it seems like to me right you get pieces and some of them are going to stay on your team some of them aren't um and and this kind of encapsulates it right last year was deandre hopkins this year Josh jacobs um is this a, is this kind of a, a, an overall strategy or is it just kind of get value where you get it and then see what happens
0: um i think so i'm going to tell you a little little philosophy here so um Warren Buffett. Oh, God, uh, formerly uh the richest man in the world. Um he's the founder of the last cast. And sixty degrees. The founder yeah. of the Schwitz
2: cast. He doesn't start uh, most likely. He doesn't start he didn't start um, complaining after 30 minutes in the Schwitz. he he powers through it because he's got the billionaire yeah. mindset. God, Warren it, Buffett. It feels like it's been 30 minutes. It's, Bro,
1: it's been if like you keep fucking minutes. delaying this podcast, so, I will take that bucket agenda away from you.
0: He has a philosophy, and that's, um, obviously, he's made his money in the stock market, calendar. but when others are fearful, be bold. When others are bold, be fearful, and I think that's how you capitalize in the stock market, and, and I just tried to use that philosophy to the trade market in our league, um, obviously – a little unknown with Josh Jacobs, made the move. Um, maybe would have kept him, maybe not, had he not uh signed a deal, but um saw some opportunity to, to move him. I think Tim still got a great deal. I don't think people are, are discrediting that. I think Tyler sold at a low. Um but again, maybe he had other plans for his team.
2: Yeah, no, I I, I agree wholeheartedly that Tyler sold at a low. I think Tim overpaid at the time, but it worked out exactly as as Basically the only overpay that we've talked about is that is like he should have put a caveat. The caveat would have come through and he would have given up the same value. So he didn't overpay. Yeah, yeah. Um and we are gonna skip the last trade. Um and we're gonna okay. go, over to, we'll go over to cuts.
0: Instead not. of skipping the last trade, let me just throw one thing out. Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley for three firsts. Are you kidding
2: me? Wild. I mean to be fair, it was two firsts. Um and he traded back, but it was two firsts. Still, wild. <laughs> Y'all, I said this back in, I said this back in April. Yeah. And I'm only saying that because I definitely did not think it was still going to happen um, two weeks ago. Patrick Mahomes got cut. Patrick,
0: Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. for the
2: podcast viewers, Drew looks pretty, pretty intelligent. For anyone who knows Drew, he does not. But for the podcast viewers, <laughs> Drew looks pretty. For those good, who
0: can't good. see him,
2: he looks the part. He looks the part. Patrick Mahomes got cut. I think we're going to combine this with the other thing we're going to talk about, which is three quarterbacks got franchise tagged. I think those things go together. There's a lot of quarterbacks flooding the market. There's Patrick Mahomes flooding the market. Was that a mistake? Also, Patrick Mahomes got cut. What does that mean for the unrestricted free agency period we're about to do? Does that have impacts on the RFAs? I mean, that has got to. That's like
1: $100 people have to set aside.
0: You hurting right now, Byron? You you don't look so great. Well,
1: coming off a tennis match into the (laughs) Spitzcast may have been an interesting choice on my part because as the team that cut Patrick Mahomes, I think the logic is pretty straightforward. We've already talked about me being preparing for the 2025-2026 season. And so having Mahomes on a franchise deal, when he would eventually begin to play for me, he would be topping out about $98. and. That seems expensive. Uh, It seems you could probably only keep them even at really cheap contracts, rookie contracts, for the rest of your team one more year, and most. And so it's logical to cut them. The I think the real question is is going into unrestricted free agency. How does this affect the restricted free agent quarterbacks, and what does he go for? And honestly, I asked two questions, but I want to hear the latter
0: first, Dave. Um. So. I'm not going to give you a value because I, I was not expecting Patrick Mahomes to be cut, and uh, kind of my draft strategy, I'll be honest, changed. <laughs> you know, I I have Josh Allen on my team. Um, to pair Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes in a super flex league, like holy shit, the whole league should be scared about that. But um, that is something I am, you know, we'll see how tomorrow goes. But that's something I'm excited about, I and mean, yeah, I think not only have you reset the Patrick Mahomes market, but it could have rippling effects on the quarterback market, especially as Drew pointed out with a lot of quarterbacks tagged this year, um, this could by itself impact the tag value next year for these quarterbacks. So um, yeah, without actually answering a defined answer on your question. Yeah. He goes for 90 at least. And, 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 he- he should
2: like 90 90 someone's gonna throw out that there's gonna because the thing about Patrick Mahomes is like but some things is you know like you like some people will want him. if I had Joe Barr out there there's gonna be like two people who really like Joe Barr if Trevor Lawrence was going next year right they're gonna be like me and someone else who like are true believers in Trevor Lawrence but Patrick Mahomes if you don't believe in Patrick Mahomes you're an idiot you're dumb and you're wrong Every single person Jeez, who needs a quarterback, everybody who needs a quarterback is going to be bidding on this guy. Everyone who needs a quarterback is going to be willing to spend up to at least 75 on the guy, which means it's going to be the real market starts at 75. You might as well throw out the first bid at 75 and then see which four people are willing to bid up from there. And that's everybody. That's everybody. It's unrestricted. There's no, nothing keeping matching. it down. There's no matching. There's nothing keeping it down. Um, it is why I, I, I think like, to bring back the, the difference between UFAs and RFAs is, like, RFAs do, even if we talk about, like, trading for RFA rates and, like, you shouldn't do it because blah, blah, blah. Economically speaking, one less person who really wants that player is bidding. UFA, every single person is bidding. Mahomes should be somewhere between 85 and 95 this year. Yeah, I think that's... this just it should. And it's going to happen. And... Um and it's going to affect everything because people are going to have to block off that money if they're really interested in the homes. Um and it's going to make some interesting bids for Rogers for Carr. I wouldn't be surprised if they go undervalued. Um it's gonna be interesting to watch. And I don't think there's anything I can say on this podcast that's gonna change that
0: Yeah, it's yeah. eighty five to ninety five dollars you
2: have to hold aside.
0: I think what Drew is saying is no one plan on bidding on the homes, let them go Dave. Um yeah. you're wasting your time. And uh, I'll just
1: get him and we'll move on. Last it's, but not least. Well, let me, I'll have one more point. Uh, it's the I think the most interesting about Mahomes is that I posted out uh, a graph last, uh, on Friday, of like all of our previous auction salaries. Um, just to give an idea of what it looks like and what we've seen in the past just since we've gone to 16 man. And there has been only one player that a team has bid more than $80 in to make the playoffs. And I think that's what's so difficult about these top-end players, these large contracts, is that it's impossible to build a stable team around them when you just dropped a third of your cap. And we have so many positions to fill. It's it's somewhere, that's why I feel like you're right. I feel like the end contract is $85 to $90. And to see what happens next is, can you build a competent team around them? Yeah. And that means you need to have a lot of rookies. I think, really, if I'm going to be honest, the only person who can afford it would be Scott. Is that, is that crazy? He needs a QB2. He's got a lot of run, got running a, back stable.
2: He's got cap space allocated towards the QB2 already, <laughs> so he doesn't have to match for Aaron Rodgers. Um, and he's got Jamar Chase. He's got Ramondre Stevenson. And makes Walker well, Kenneth Walker now, like he's got a stable of a team that, I mean, he's the scariest team. Um, and so, but I think the very fact that Scott will be bidding will motivate other people to be bidding. Cause everybody knows Scott is the favorite this year. He's not even close. Okay. Finally. At the end of our first fist,
1: whoo,
0: maybe our last.
2: Um,
0: we did combine. Um I'm just going to, because you said it ties to this year. Um, but there were, we did see three, we saw, sorry, four QBs tagged, three yeah. new QBs yes. tagged this year. So Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and then Josh Allen, as I said, was was previously tagged. Um, so those four are off the market. They're tagged um, just to kind of yeah. close that loop on the Patrick Mons. Tua I actually I think is the most interesting
2: implication of all of this um, because Tua, you know, does he see a decreased value? He's got, there's a lot of reason to be excited about him. So a lot think, of reason to be cautious. And a lot of reason to be cautious, but 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 that but a lot of weapons around him to be excited about. So I think that's just an interesting of the kind of quarterbacks that weren't tagged, he's probably the most valuable um long term. Finally, talk
1: yeah. about. Right. What? So it has come to my attention through a source in the league that monitors Twitter very carefully. Twitter? Yes, this is Twitter. Thanks. Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. X, formerly known as Twitter. That Tim posted exactly. a link. That's <laughs> real, right? Yes, it's very real. Still, we're, still, we're still looking at that one. He's the genius, all right? You just got to wait for it. He lost $40 billion, but X is going to be worth 150 You just wait. When others are bold, be <laughs> fearful. When others are <laughs> fearful, be bold. And when others are stupid, be smart. <laughs> That's why. <smart. laughs> and when others are smart, be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Um, that Tim posted a, t- a tweet, I believe it's still a tweet, of Josh Jacobs. There was an informant yeah,
0: that is, it, is it an
1: ex. What was the name of the guy? I don't even know.
0: Do you remember? Oh, no, yeah.
1: we don't remember. That was saying that there was a lot of excitement at Raiders headquarters that Josh Jacobs was about to come in and sign a deal. Now, I think all of us took that as, wow, this guy knows something. Scott investigated. Sorry, your unnamed source. My unnamed source rhymes with Ot. Looked in and saw that this guy had only posted about five, six times previously in the past five years. And what we've discovered after Josh Jacobs has signed today that this man must have been the janitor. The unknown source that news knows everything going on. Well, first of
2: all, let's rewind to the clearly, obviously, your source must have been (laughs) laughing at them before, (laughs) for there's a week between the tweet and the fact that you know the tweet happened on Friday. Friday. Well, there's at least some time between the tweet. And Josh Jacobs... Time moves (laughs) fast. (laughs) Let me just tell
0: you. Whatever. It's it's, it's warmer than it was before. Still in Celsius. I have no idea. But (laughs) there
2: you have been setting in. I wish I could quote first. But time moves fast. And and look. Look. I guarantee you that in the few hours between the tweet and Josh Jacobs being traded, there was some... This guy has five tweets. Where the... Where did Tim find this
0: guy? I want to know. I'll let you in on a second. In 2019, I created a Twitter account. (laughs) All right. At the time, they were the Oakland Raiders. Um, But I created a Twitter account. OK Raid 45. And since then, I've only posted five times. <laughs> but last week, I was in trade. It was all about Devante Adam with my bad You did have Devante. He wasn't even great. You could right the Jimmy for a little bit. And I posted a tweet to help push things over the finish line. You know, I tagged Tim Ryan in the tweet. Should have been his first key. Um, but I tagged Tim Ryan about this Josh Jacob news. Obviously, he started following Um. So just be careful, guys, because some league members might have burner accounts out there. Um, you know Kevin Durant, big idol of mine, and might have burner accounts out there to manipulate trade value. <laughs> Could you imagine? That would have been, uh, and I
1: wouldn't put it past to you to be yeah. honest with you. You're a mastermind, and so I, I would drink Tim bath bathwater. With that. <laughs> It's the Kevin Durant tweet. Kevin no, Durant no. once tweeted. Uh,
2: good save, Kevin Durant once tweeted. About- you want that, Go Google it. He I don't, would, uh, don't he think would that drink is. Scarlett Johansson's bathwater. No
1: like one. who brought knows up Kevin Durant. No. Uh, don't think I did. What sport Durant plays or what yeah. he bounces? The important thing is, is that this podcast is coming to an end, and yes. I hope that you get a spitz in before you start trading, what? because <laughs> my clarity has never been sharper. Maybe I, not of 40 minutes. I don't know if it's because literally delirium is setting for
0: a glass of water. That is what I would say so, right now.
1: We're ending. Thank you so much. And uh good luck next uh tomorrow.
0: All right, bye. Oh my God. get some ice a yeah. <laughs> uh, uh Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus, the mother of God. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, my God. It's so cold. I never
2: thought it (laughs) was We're still recording, right? Oh. Oh, my God. All right.